When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, our friend Paul McGuire Grimes, we like to check in with him from Paul's trip to the movies to talk about all things movies. And of course... That was his big moment last night. The Oscars is probably, his, I know, it's one of his favorite nights of the year. But we've got him on the line now on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Paul McGuire Grimes, thanks for joining us today. Hello, thanks for having me today on this day. Well, now, one of the reasons why we wanted to to have you on is because not only are you paying attention, obviously, to what's going on in movies currently and presently, but also you are kind of a history buff when it comes to movies and specifically awards uh, like the Oscars. And one of the things that a lot of uh, a lot of eyes were on was the reaction of Spike Lee last night when uh, Green Book won Best Picture. And people yeah. might not realize historically why that was um, why that was of note, right? And you have to, yeah. So we want to pull back the layers there on that why that happened. Um, his film "Do the Right Thing," which came out in 1989, is considered one of the best films uh, in recent memory, and did actually not even get a Best Picture nomination at the time. Instead, it was went to Driving Miss Daisy. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the two films nominated this year with Green Book and Black, his film Black Klansmen, it's kind of a repeat of themes and parallels to that time from before. Right. So try, um, try to explain for maybe the you know audience who hasn't been paying that close attention what uh, the different ways those stories were told sort of, you know, makes a, a yes. perfect analogy to that previous yeah. that previous moment. So Green Book is a road trip movie told, um, it's a based on true story, about an uh, Italian driver that takes a black man into the South in 1962. The movie is written by the son of the Viggo Mortensen character. So it really is telling the story of race relations in the South, really told through the white person's perspective. And they didn't really work with Don Shirley's family to tell his side of the story correctly. And that's the, As, the person who the character that um, Mahershala Ali played is based on, correct. right? Okay. Yes. So now that the movie is out, Don Shirley's family is calling the movie hurtful, jarring, a symphony of lies. So that doesn't really bode well for this movie. And what is that story? What are they trying to tell? Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, it really wraps up really heartfelt, very comedically, and kind of a Christmas dinner. 
So you're having a movie about race relations in the South in the 60s, but it's very, it's a, they use a lot of humor, a lot of lightheartedness to tell that, when maybe that's not the right tone and the right voice to tell that story in 2018. Mm-hmm. And similar, you know, Driving Miss Daisy told through a white, uh, or through, you know, a lens of a white audience versus right. Spike Lee's film. So there was a parallel from that moment to this moment, which helps explain why perhaps he had the reaction and a lot of people had the reaction that they did. Right. And you wonder, like, how how far we've come in that time to then feel like we're going back in time mm-hmm. with how we're looking at what we consider a best picture to do, especially when you think about Black Klansmen and its telling of racism from the 1970s and then how it connects to 2018. And it really is bridging that gap between both time periods where Green Book doesn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. Green Book also is kind of like, we're done now. We don't need to worry about this. Or I feel like Black Hands is like, we still need to be having these conversations. Well, and that was actually, what was interesting about that is in the introduction of Black Klansmen uh, last night on the Oscar telecast, they actually made note of that, about how how the movie does bring it into a present day sort of touch point. Mm-hmm. And how, and, and thinking about a movie about racism told through the black lens, you know, like that's important. I want to hear those stories, you know, not what Green Book is sharing. And even when people see Green Book, like, do, do they remember what the actual Green Book was? Because that's not even a big part of the movie, but it's called Green Book. Mm-hmm. And that has some significance to that story, but it's not really told very well in that movie. Well, and I was going to say, I, I, Paid note of people pointing out if you are actually interested in learning the real history about what this represented, what the Green Book was, there's actually a documentary about it. And I apologize, I don't have it off the, you know, uh, top of my head, but that, you know, there are places that you can go to sort of learn about what perhaps this one film did not um, did not uh, illustrate. Right. And if we're going to call it best picture, it needs to be perfect on all accounts. You know, it has to tell the right story with the right voice for today's movie-going audience. Mm-hmm. And if, what is what are we trying to tell for this society? Uh, by the way, that that documentary that you were talking about, Bradley, is called "The Green Book Guide to Freedom." Uh, and um, and Paul, my next question to you was: Were you surprised that Green Book won? I was surprised because I was giving the Academy more credit. I thought for sure they would go for Roma, which is a beautiful movie that had a lot of momentum. We saw Alfonso Cuarón win Best Director. Sometimes they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. I kind of thought with a lot of the negative backlash that Green Book has been receiving lately due to its representation issues, that the Academy would see that and understand that and not vote that way. Mm -hmm. You know, we were hearing things about what Peter Farrelly told old, like, bad things that Peter Farrelly has done as director. We've seen some bad tweets from Nick Vallelonga, the writer. So there's some, there's some questionable behavior from both of them that I thought would, the Academy would see and understand. So, yes, I was surprised that they went there. Um, you know, while we have you on the line, if you guys are just dry, uh, joining us, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies about the Oscars last night. Um, unless there's something else about that particular story, I just wanted to ask you if there were any other surprises that you had during wow. the telecast. Because I will tell you that at our house, we literally jumped up at, well, I jumped off the couch um, when Olivia Coleman won Best Actress. That was going to be what I was, that was exactly what I was going to say. We were all screaming, gasping. 
because we all thought Glenn Close had it. She was like the lock of the night. Mm-hmm. So when they said Olivia Coleman, to then see everyone in our house erupting and then in the auditorium erupting, and for her to like get a really kind of goofy uh, speech was just so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say there's a gif of when when they announced her. I've watched it over and over again because one of my favorite things to do is go down the line and see everybody's reaction. Re- yes. Yeah, because it I mean, it tells the story again, to your point, everybody thought Glenn Close had it on lock. Yes. You know, yeah. I, uh, and just to like see kind of Glenn realize that that was not her name being called. Mm-hmm. I would, it would just be devastating, I feel like. Yeah. Whether you thought uh, Glenn Close was going to win or not, did you think she should have won? Like, would she have been your pick for best <sighs> actress? That's such a good question. I would say yes, because it's such a really great performance, and she really carries that movie, and she's the lead of that movie. There are questions to be had about if Olivia Coleman is the lead of the favorite when all three of them in that movie have essentially the same size role and support each other. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much. Uh, I know you had a big day yesterday, and so thank you. Big day. Yeah. Thank you for getting up early and talking to us at two o'clock yeah. in the afternoon. <laughs> it was hard to get up so early today at two o'clock. Yes. <laughs> but Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies, you could check out his website, his YouTube channel, his podcast, all of the same name, Paul's Trip to the Movies, and we'll check in with you again on Friday. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Take care. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, you know, we like to, we're a little bit fascinated with some Hollywood couples that really are pushing their relationship more than they're pushing their work, mm-hmm. right? The, mm-hmm. the celebrity mega marriages, the Chonuses, the, the Schwats. The Schwats. Should we check in on them and see what they were doing yeah, during the Oscars? We'll check in with them after this on My Talk 1071. What Tonus was doing to celebrate the Oscars last night. Probably the last time they'll not attend, you know, because their careers are really taking off. Oh. Uh, and uh, what about Schwat? What were they doing? Uh, we've got these. And that's not all. But the, wait, oh, there's more. But wait, there's more. These are some of our celebrity mega marriages. Some of the people that we're fascinated with, uh, you know. That was the most Minnesota culture. way of saying these are the people we love to poke fun at. Okay, so let's just be okay, real. Fine. That's what the we're The people dealing. we love to poke fun at on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. what were they doing? I don't know if you know this, uh, but Jonas, that is Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Nick Jonas, uh, tied the knot in just December in Jodhpur in a lavish two-day say. ceremony, followed by a second reception two weeks later in Mumbai. Oh my gosh, and they did that so quietly, almost like nobody knew. And this, to the contrary, everyone did know, apparently, although I didn't, even though I watched the red carpet, didn't see this. They made a splash, apparently, according to People Magazine, because... People's always hot on the trail of Chonus. They made a splash in the red carpet at Vanity Fair's famed. Sorry, Are you okay, honey? Up. I didn't Are know that drunk? they were there. Have you been drinking again? No, I thought just we water. talked about this. Sorry, what is it in that glass? I smell it. It's water. Wow, that is totally whiskey. All right, they they were on the red carpet at Vanity Fair's famed Oscars after party. The couple showed off their love for photographers. Po- <laughs> Wait a second. Showed off their love for photographers. Could not be a more apt exactly. phrase. But I don't think that's what they intended. They meant no. to say they showed off their love for each other. 
four photographers mm-hmm. posing with their arms wrapped around one another as they joined in the celebrations for Hollywood's biggest night. Oh, gosh. <sighs> oh, Stop. she looks stunning. Wearing her hair back in a twist, keeping her jewelry to a minimum, wearing only drop gold earrings because she probably couldn't find somebody to give her free jewelry. Exactly. And that woman knows how to get some stuff. Um, so they weren't actually at the Oscars. No, they were at the after party at the Vanity Fair, okay. which, you know, that's what the cool kids do. They're like, mm, we don't go to that big Oscars thing. We just go to the hip hopping and happening parties. I mean, you pretty much only go to the Oscars if you're nominated for something. And I don't know that Priyanka Chopra has earned a nomination for her Roll uh, roles in Baywatch. You know, Baywatch and um, I would have given her a, a, she did a great job when she like jumped out of that boat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really quality acting. She was playing the bad guy. Yeah. Don't give away the ending, Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, my God. Did I give it away? You spoiled it. (laughs) Spoiler alert, you guys. She's the bad guy in Baywatch. Jeez. (laughs) But I did want you to know they were both in good spirits. Jonas later wrote on Instagram, quote, she makes me smile. Okay. And then they took a couple pictures of them sticking their tongues out at each other. Oh, but not touching them. Please don't say Oh my God. Please look at this photo of her sticking her tongue out. Oh. They can't even do that right. Oh, you guys. She's like, I'm going to stick my tongue out now. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's what they were up to. Basically just getting attention for cameras. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be the first Hollywood celebrities. Of course, Miley and Liam were there. They looked absolutely delightful and legitimate. I'm actually digging... Can I just say, Miley's been really into this sort of open kind of tuxedo jacket look with no shirt. Say open relationship, gender fluid. <laughs> Maybe sure. that too. Okay. Uh, no, but she's been wearing kind of, a, it's almost like a tuxedo jacket type of look and she wears nothing underneath it, which yeah. she can do because like her body's a 10. She has amazing boobs. Yes. She just looks fantastic. But I, I'm, I'm digging that look on her and she just does look fresh and happy and they're a cute couple. I will say that Joe Manganiello and Sofia Vergara were there, um, as were other people. But uh, that's not all. There's more. So what's our other favorite relationship to poke fun at? Schwat. Celebrity relationship. A schwat makes up a what now? Catherine Schwarzenegger and Christopher Pratt. Would it surprise you to learn that they were not at the Oscars last night? Not at all. Do you know what they were doing? Um. Oh, I have a guess. Okay, ready? Okay. <clears throat> they were at the farm... There's a lot of chores to be done at the farm. So they were shearing sheep and milking the goats. No. No? There was, I will say, a baby lamb that they announced. Oh. Alice Coopworth, lamb number 11, lamb jam 2019 in full effect. Okay. It's very exciting. Also, he spelled effect wrong. It's not the right one. Mm. Affect? Mm-hmm. No. no. Uh, anyway, um, here's what they did do. Here's the here's the caption. Tell me if you can guess okay. what's in the photo of Katherine Schwarzenegger, Chris Pratt. When you need to see if your stuff will fit in the new place, but you forgot the tape measure. <laughs> oh my gosh, they were making a sex tape. Okay, tape. Me- Ew, gross. <clears throat> no. Oh. No, they were she, moving? she was using her body and her arm span, her wingspan, as a measuring tool in their new home. Now, this is what I love because, you know, the two of them, they're living on the. I'm still you're laughing. Just being at my gross. Joke. Yeah, you're being disgusting. Um, I'm sorry. I'm distracted <laughs> by my own humor. Wow. Hi, Lady Gaga. 
<laughs> Did you want to win an Oscar? Mm-hmm. Play me a song. Maybe I'll pretend like we slept together, even though we didn't. Okay, let me go back to Schwat. So yes. would it surprise you to learn that she was using her arms as a tape measure uh-huh. in their new home? Their new home looks just like the new home that Schwat would live in. What kind of home is that, you ask? Oh, oh what kind of home is that? It's a very rustic home with wood, uh, exposed, pan- wood. exposed wood yes. paneling. And she's wearing a trucker cap. And like a big farm jacket. Okay. And dungarees. Okay. Cute dungarees. And then leather boots. So she looks real farmy. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't go to the Oscars because they, they were busy the measuring busy furniture. Being farmy. Okay. All right. So Schwat was real rural. Okay. What do we? Is there anybody else that we like to make fun of on the Colleen and Bradley Duh, show that was busy? I got. I could go for days, but let's just uh, suffice to say that we need to mention Goop. Ah, Gwyneth Paltrow. What was she doing? Gwyneth Paltrow was? Well, she was actually at, uh, I think she was at the Vanity Fair thing and she was hanging out with Cameron Diaz, who I haven't seen her around in a while. She didn't look like she was having a lot of fun, though, Gwyneth Paltrow. But I will say her toilet paper was having fun. Her toilet paper? Yeah. So she was in gift bags, the Oscars gift bags. I don't know if these were the same ones that the lady we Mm, talked to mm -hmm. was a part of. But there were $275 rolls of toilet paper what? in gift bags. And one of those items is actually Goop approved. Okay. Okay. What do you need to do with $250 toilet paper? Well, I mean, I know what you need to do with it. It comes from a place called Joseph's Toiletries. Okay. It costs $275 and it looks like money. So you can just well, wipe your buns with money toilet paper. Okay. Like, I'm so rich. But, I got money, toilet paper. Well, yeah. And if you're paying $250, um, $275 for a roll of toilet paper that looks like money. And it's natural. And you're just going to flush it. And it's seriously cleaning your buns. Actually, it doesn't look like money, oh, but okay. it is totally natural um, and responsible. And it's a modern convenience. They actually deliver it straight to your door. So you don't have to be bothered by I buying mean, toilet paper. So does Amazon. Ooh. I'm just saying. I mean, and also, and is it cheaper. hard to get toilet paper at the store and bring it home? Oh, my gosh. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to talk with Bradley's partner, Jamie, who watched oh my God. almost all of the movies. And we mean all of them, you guys. Like all of them. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.